Give me some stuff that you did like, Ambassador. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Captain's Pod, Stardate 7074.23.1. Welcome aboard the Starship's Enterprise and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington and with me as always, there's no bloody A, B, C, but there is a D. It's Ambassador Danae. B, B, C. Yeah, then I'm D. <laughs> Computer, please turn that off. What was that? That was so weird. Just sort of piping the Jackson 5 onto the bridge. Yeah, it sounded just like it too. It definitely wasn't ear piercing. Yeah, well done for the perfect rendition, Computer, but please stop. How are you this week? I'm super duper duper. You sound it. <laughs> Raising a child is is a lot. <laughs> it, it is. You should get the computer to do that. You should like just send them can? off to the nursery. No. Yeah, I we're nearly there. We're nearly there. You just get them on an iPad there, and they do most of that work. There was a brief moment this week where I thought that she was ready to kind of like go into her own room at night mm. and and sort of like level up to be comfortable <laughs> with staying in her own space. Yeah. Um, Like it felt like it was happening. And then it didn't happen. And part of me was like, oh, man. And then part of me was like, yay. Because (laughs) I love snuggling with her. And she wakes up in the morning and rolls over and she smiles at me. And I'm like, hi. You know, yes, sure. I have woken up multiple times in recent history with her naked butt in my face. Yeah, that happens. Um, And then I roll over to escape that. Only to also have a naked hairy butt on my other face because my other dogs. Oh, the dogs. So, right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, and then if I, if I decide to just rotate another dog. Mm-hmm. So I feel very loved and yes. also very claustrophobic. Very violated. It's just a lot of conflicting emotions. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of conflicted emotions, we are, <laughs> we have had a rough go of it. With, that was the, that was a good segue. That was pretty good. Segue into our feelings about Picard. Conflicted feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, is that what we're doing? Because it felt more like, hey, Danae, how are you doing? Anyway, Picard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes. Speaking of conflicted feelings, the last couple weeks, and I think from what I'm like seeing on on some like kind of circles is a kind of an agreement that we're maybe stretching some story elements, but still having a good time with the TNG-ness of it all. But we're we're a little bit thin on the ground of the story in terms of like reveals and get on with it and why why are we still asking the same questions this week's episode is called surrender predictions for what is gonna happen i kind of like these punchy one word titles as well yeah well yeah except for that we spend time wondering what's going to happen and then we're rarely completely off base yeah totally which is maybe just part of the fun of the show yes so surrender could be many, many things. It could be sort of surrendering to who you are. So maybe Jack surrenders to the truth about mm, who he is. It could be, could be that, um, you know, the bad guys have to surrender because Worf and Rafi return and are killing people, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming is going to happen this episode. Oh, it has to, doesn't it? It has to, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> They're going to swoop in and save the day. Yeah. We can't go an entire episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> Please? Um, it could be surrendering the bad guys or telling the good guys to surrender and like Starfleet can't make it out of this mm. one, which would be crazy. It can't be that. 
It can't be. This series is not going to land on Starfleet being evil and run over. It's just not. They're, no, they're gonna swoop it, in it to save the too day. Much. Yeah, yeah. Janeway will swoop so. in with a fleet and be a badass. And why and do stuff. you keep talking about Janeway? Do you know because, something I don't? Because they keep talking about Janeway. The characters. The characters keep or mentioning the Twitter. <laughs> the Twitter, both. But um, and I, I said last week that Janeway probably isn't going to be in it because she's exclusive to prodigy at the minute but i can still see that being a red herring and and her turning up um for me i surrender yeah i mean the crew at the minute have had to surrender to vadic wharf doesn't do surrender um even pacifist wharf so he's not going to be surrendering so he could be like you said angling at vadic to surrender starfleet want or an element of starfleet because there is still some good starfleet left so there's going to be some kind of face-off between good Starfleet and bad Starfleet. I think everybody is going to be commanding everybody to surrender, and nobody wants to. We're going to have, like, a deep space standoff. Oh, great. So we're going to be going Stay into away. a standoff episode. <laughs> no! No, no, no. We've got... A, it's episode eight. We've got three episodes left. We've got to get some revelations coming in. I think we're going to find out who Vadic's boss is, who the big bad is. I think we're going to end kind of right on the cusp of Frontier Day. And the finale is going to be like kind of knee deep diving into that. I think we're going to, well, we're going to find out who Jack is and why it's yeah. relevant to what people want him. Mm -hmm. And that might reveal who those bads are, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. And then we may have a better understanding of the plans, but it'll probably be exposited to them from the bad guys thinking that they've already won. Mm, yeah because there's always. no yeah. reason Instead for us to know the, the fullness unless yeah. they think that they've already won so vadic should kill everyone other than picard and jack that's the only yeah, two my, people that she needs my prediction will certainly be that we're going to end this episode thinking that like where the characters are thinking everything is lost and then something mm -hmm. is going to happen so maybe Worf and rafi don't show up this episode no, no they, knows? they have to they we have don't know to. until we watch because there could be Riker surrendering as well because Deanna is in trouble and, and stuff like that. Yeah. It could be a, we haven't seen them again since no. since they were since Riker was captured. Mm -hmm. <sighs> you know, I'm ready to get into it. And I want to say that I am enjoying the series. Yes. I I've it's been it's always difficult for me to do these kinds of shows because sometimes I get really like poo-pooey about what I watch. Mm -hmm. It's not just Star Trek stuff, it's everything. Yeah. So there's there's a moment when it's like, okay, I'm ready to get to the end now. And I'm in that like mm -hmm. uncomfortable space. But I still like what I'm watching. And I, f I hope that this time I can remember how incredible it is to see all of these people on screen together. Sure. No, it's, totally. It's but something that... We don't get that. We're we not getting get enough it, of yeah. that. That's, so you're perfectly fine. We're also, not to not to brag on ourselves, but just as, as an observation, we're one of the few shows I know of that within minutes of watching the episode, go straight in to talk about it. We don't collect our thoughts, collect our notes. We watch maybe the episode. Maybe that's why we're flaming <laughs> maybe so that's terribly. why we're shit. <laughs> <laughs> but we we dive straight in with raw emotions. So I think we get we get I hope we get a bit of wiggle room for being raw and and like we're in not the getting negative feedback from people, are we? Like no, are there emails I don't know about? No, are we are we talking to our critics that aren't even talking to us? <laughs> what are we what yes. are we doing right now? We're being our own worst critics. No, I that's, I just don't like normal. being negative about Star Trek because a lot of people are negative for the wrong reasons. And yes, mm. I am the last bastard of what is correct negative and, and bad <laughs> negative so with that let's head to 10 forward to watch the episode we'll meet y'all not doing that again we'll meet you all in in 
10 forward. Two to beam out. Welcome to 10 Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched. Most important question first, what is your beverage of choice? Hmm. Well, you would think that I would be prepared for this. Um, <laughs> I think I want to have a t- I want to have tea that's been steeped in the roots of whatever is happening in Jack's mind. Mm, all of the veins and the vines. It looks like tea leaves. Like it could be at the end of those. Well, they're vines. very rooty. Yeah. You know? And and you can have you can have root. It's going to be very earthy. A very earthy tea, I think, with a hint yeah. of deception. I think after after it steeps, there's going to be like a, a thin layer of goo on the top, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, little film. Little film there. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like like a scoby. I feel mm. like it's going to be very scoby. Okay. So this tea is, you know, going to be like one of those health food teas where we don't like the actual taste of it, but we tell ourselves we like the taste to distract the fact that we're just drinking live culture. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And if we're really lucky, it's steeped long enough that it's like the show and and we're we're kind of done with it (laughs) oh no i would like some chocolate (coughs) i would like some earl grey chocolate dipped in chili as provided to us by our um one of our lovely fans link who handed me some chilies and jcd who handed me some chocolate and they were they were yummy they were interesting so run for the outtakes for for how how i consumed those but Yes, Ambassador, synopsisize us. Oh, I can't do that this week because... Um, Why? Well, Zinc in the chat broke our format, so mm-hmm. it's your you turn to up. synopsisize. So we lost yeah. the surprise. Okay, yeah. so I will take the synopsis this week. Damn it, live chat. This is why you don't do a live show. This week, um, there is a standoff between the Titan crew and Vadik and her changeling people. <laughs> um yeah will they won't they go to the bridge um is the summary of that episode and towards the end Worf turns up and helps to save the day um along with data who also helps to save the day by being nice and um, which is something we actually love about data and some mysteries are still not revealed ambassador overall thoughts and feelings tell me i'm wrong with that synopsis how did you uh, like this week's episode and i'm gonna say in comparison to to episode six and seven, because six, seven, and eight, just like previous seasons, have very much felt like one episode that could have been done in an hour. So, what's your what's your overall feelings? Well, I think you're right. Um, I found myself mo- multiple times during this episode thinking we already know this, mm-hmm. um, especially kind of towards the middle with like the data lore kind of stuff. It's like we already know this. the The buildup has already been building up. The this has been explained in the previous episode, the episode previous to that, and in the previously awnings of those episodes. We are not dumb. Stop telling us what we already know. Yeah. Um, so I was Stop a little disappointed with that. Stop hanging on things as well. Like they even know what they they know what they're doing. They're like, yeah, you keep monologuing. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was this was this was hard. I think, like I said last episode, and I meant it. Even though I had a week between Vadik's monologuing to kind of have a break, when she started monologuing and and you know again she's wonderfully I love how she's yeah. acting Plum this is character. Incredible. This is not about how it's being portrayed. This is about the amount of time that it it's taking to portray what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I was like, okay, no, we're, we're going back in. We're giving Vatic more time. That's fine. That's fine. But every time she had more time, I was getting more and more angry. And I was bummed because I thought maybe it had been enough time since last episode that I would be a little calmer about it. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that I was right about my instincts last week. Yeah. And I really did not need more Vatic this week. Although in this episode, she is taking over the ship. And so this episode largely, it, it, the fullness of it, well, not the fullness of it, largely takes part on the Titan, which she has taken over. Um, but they stretched a lot out in this episode. We still didn't learn anything about Jack the entire episode. Yeah, that isn't dealt with almost the entire episode. Data lore isn't dealt with almost the entire episode. So it was just, it was paper thin for me mm-hmm. with, like there's sometimes there's candy that's like really, really thin candy. And you're like, oh, there's not a lot of it there. Maybe it's going to taste good. And technically there's like a hint of it. And the hint of it is nostalgia. I don't, mm. I don't know how someone without any TNG experience would have enjoyed today's episode. They, they won't. And I don't think they, they, I don't think they're supposed to either. To be completely <sighs> because honest. The, 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 the real big thrill of this, right, was the moment when our beloved TNG crew is around the table again. Yeah. But even that scene, when it's when you're putting it in the moment going, we're still in bad shape, guys. Like, why are we stopping to have a conversation right now? Mm-hmm. That still felt like a little out of place for me. So it would just, I hate to say it, but this is the third episode in a row. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, it didn't do exactly what I wanted to feel, but it's still something that I'm enjoying because I yes. love TNG. Kind of did everything we asked for, but in a really messy way. Um, uh, yeah, my overall thoughts are that uh, the pacing is just way, way, way off. This is all in the pacing and the delivery of information. Um, I There are some incredible moments in this episode that are exactly what I've wanted to see when Picard was first announced. Like, this is the stuff that I... I miss and that i i want to i want to see on screen my biggest uh, review overall is that six seven and eight didn't need to exist we could have had i think all three condensed into one because all these ones have been like 50 50 50 minutes if we'd have had one hour long episode or hour and 10 minute episode that covered all of what happens in these three episodes i think we would have been a lot better off um, and I think we'd be in a bit of a better place. But it does feel like we had to stretch this piece of spaghetti. Lots of food metaphors, as usual. Really, really thin. We, we, we do this show right when we're supposed to we have do it lunch. Hungry. Yeah, but all the time. we're always starving. <laughs> yeah, we, we connect at 11. Um, it is currently 1 p.m. And we still have about an hour and a half to go. And then and find we lunch. never eat. It's a very, in a, we're, we really should fix we should eat while we should change you know what it's fine we'll get well, to that I've started a little eating. bit <laughs> i've started eating during the show i still have that chocolate um mm-hmm. yeah so it's hard because there are there are moments i love in this episode i am really happy with how they handled a few things i'd be even happier if they didn't shit on season one continually but i, I keep talking about that and i'm sure i'll mention it again but yeah it's uh the first 30 to 40 minutes of this episode is a slog of the hostage situation thing that we've seen before and then 20 15 to 20 minutes of sprinting through some really 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 cool stuff that just feels a little bit out of place and it's what did so, you think was really really so cool. jarring um i'm a sucker wolf turning up data and geordie talking to each other conference room table 
and yeah it's that sprint at the end that i really like but you're right it feels really out of place with the first half of this episode which is so slowed down like even if this episode was 30 minutes long i think that would be better it's that thing of just make the episode as long as it needs to be don't feel like you're tied to having to have 10 hour long episodes you don't you don't have to the last of us is great at this when the story needs it it's an hour and 15 minutes long when it doesn't you had like a 35 40 40 minute episode because that's what the story needed but we are going to talk about some positives before we get knee deep into the sinning of it all give me some stuff that you did like ambassador mm-hmm. cool yeah i mean yeah i can do that <laughs> <sighs> you can do it you can do it i mean i definitely loved seeing spot right, right? like they doubled that cat pretty well spot saved the freaking ship i really loved that moment um and i thought that the way that they had data take over lore was clever so the idea was that data is made up of a bunch of memories and so the things that data is seeing in their so like in their brain space and the conversations that's happening inside this golem between data and lore so data is like essentially looking around in this empty space and operating in front of him are these memories and that is what data has built himself up on since mm-hmm. he doesn't feel anything he's he's built on memories and lore is taunting him from the other side of the barrier because he just thinks it's stupid and we're being reminded that you know data has been loved and cared for and lore has had a hard life essentially yeah. and that lore is stronger in a lot of ways and data kind of knew that so he realizes that lore is going to win and so he's going to see all of these memories of data as trophies to take and so data begins to give himself to lore and essentially they merge because he's taking his memories without lore realizing kind of what he's doing so we have this like fake out moment where lore takes over and then data is able to come back and then they kind of have this goodbye and i thought that was really beautifully it was it was a really beautiful visual i mm-hmm. feel of how data would outsmart lore and maybe even not see it as him taking a life because jordy was very specific that his protocols wouldn't let him take a life but it was more that they both have the same life and then there's a dominant personality so it was more of an absorption of lore rather than a murdering of lore and i think that was also sort of implied in that moment but uh, we got to see his important memories, his poker cards. Mm. We got to see, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Tasha. Tasha. Yeah. She, we got to see her memory chip, of course, spot. Little hologram. And I thought that stuff. that was a really kind of sweet sort of reminder um, of it. And part of it feels a little forced, of course, of course. like Because it happened in five, six minutes of footage. Um, that yeah. would have been an episode of TNG. Um, so it's going to be hard to feel earned. Um, but uh, no, I, I agree. I It maybe got a little bit saccharine, sweet and cheesy by the end with the I love you, brother, and I am now you, we are each other. I, I But yes, it is. But also a bit of cheese is OK. A bit of bit of sweetness is, is sometimes needed. But I do love the cleverness of I will give you my memories because that's what I am and not overly villainizing law because there is an element of environment like law had a rough go of it instead of he was created and created with flaws and then was turned off and rejected and then accidentally turned back on 
and then rejected again and not repaired. And yeah, there is some of him jumping the gun before he was before anybody had a chance to help him. But he hasn't been loved like Data has. He hasn't been adored like that. And that is, it's a way of thinking about law that I'd never thought about. So for the show to give me a new way of looking at this relationship that I've known for 30, uh, 30 years is beautiful. That's that's a cool trick to pull off. So while there was an element of cheese to it, I really enjoyed the Data law interaction I absorption. I didn't want to in a way because it was, was a bit cheese, but at the same yeah. time, I was like, I kind of like how they did this because they were going to have to combine them. That was so telegraphed. That's the part I didn't like about it is how mm. telegraphed it all is because we see it on the previously on. We, so we, we hear it again it. in the conversations. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we know, oh, they're really talking about how Laura is going to like that, that wall between them. And then if data has gone, he's gone forever. And I think it's meant to build up this tension, but the 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 hard part for me is that there's all this other tension happening in this mm-hmm. episode with people being murdered and hunted and big swings and, 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 big and just almost swings. like yeah but it's so much heaviness that i almost couldn't give that moment the heaviness that it needed mm-hmm. for those characters which is why i think what you're saying about a standalone episode or something more focused could have felt i think it could have helped it feel less forced because it was forced we did want to have these moments between laforge and Picard and Beverly and Troy and Riker and Worf seeing data like that. Of course, we needed that. to have some yeah. gravity. But when it's also kind of puzzle pieced in with the other stuff, I, I did feel like it was a little bit lost because to me, it seems like the greater issues are like, OK, we'll come back to this lovely moment in a minute. But can we talk about what's going on over here? You know, like so if you don't show me that danger, then maybe I can focus on the seriousness of what's happening this isn't what the episode is about this isn't the season isn't about data's story the episode isn't about data rescuing law other than being an ex machina so it is you're right it's hard to give it that weight when that's not the story we're zoned in on at the minute um i am so intrigued and wanting to know what the villain's plan is who the villain is and why they want jack that i'm you're right we're distracted and hard to focus on this freaking powerful moment between data and law and between data and geordie like i love that moment but i'm like i don't want to rush through this but can we get through this yeah and that's what it felt like i didn't like feeling that we needed to rush through this moment and also again is the person that's watching this season kind of going wait what are we what are we referencing here and is anyone watching picard who doesn't have tng experience like this is for the tng fans it is and i think because we're not having a a season four i don't know that we're really looking at a spin-off either i think they've unapologetically made this for the fans and i'm that I I haven't really held that against them, but I would love them to make it feel a bit more organic. Maybe I'm asking for too much, but I, I'm not too worried about this not appealing to non-TNG fans because I think you kind of need to know what you're getting what you're getting it, into. Yeah. But yeah. even for me as a TNG fan, this still feels clumsy. It was it was a it just it it like you said it kind of happened in a way. It, it, Data lore could have happened last episode paired with Vatic sort of. T- taking over the ship maybe and then this one would be data and everybody taking over because when data takes up the ship back over mm. it's fast it's like we are <laughs> immediate careening yeah. to the end of this episode yeah. let's um, jettison this part of the plot <laughs> and, and we'll jettison everybody we're uh-huh. just we're yeah. just jettisoning um speaking of jettisoning that's another thing that i liked about this episode yeah, what did you it. think whenever Talk yeah did you like it. that let's part yeah oh, i love that i love that fucking solids <laughs> get off my bridge <laughs> 
<laughs> and like it's such a gimme, but it was so fun. Um, Seven just losing it. The it was clever that the orb of death was actually an orb of protection, which was really mm-hmm. really cool. I love that. And of course, Seven just let them have it. Fire on the Shrike. Um, it happened in less than four seconds, but I loved that sequence of events yeah i did too when i saw the like okay we're gonna open up the bays of this fucking bridge to go out to space my note was i bet ian is loving this because it kind (laughs) of like shows the ship coming apart a little bit and then you've got this like vacuum of space situation happening and then you've got vatic sort of like great aim by the way aiming her at the shrike (laughs) i guess that was interesting (laughs) it was unfortunate but it was also kind of interesting to watch. So then you got Vatic, you know, all like broken apart and such. Yeah, T one hundred, T one thousanding. But it's still interesting because you're seeing like these different angles of the ship, right? Like the CGI had to be created for us to see mm. her break apart on the ship. Yeah. And I thought she was going to go into that engine thingy or whatever. Oh, but right into nope. the deflector dish. Yeah, I thought so mm-hmm. as well. Is it a deflector dish? I I'm, it looks like it. I'm assuming so. The bottom part. Yeah, it kind of looks like it. The yeah, the orb, okay. the circular orb thing. Because it always reminds me of the Enterprise D deflector. The the kind of squashed oval thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And just, so that was another great... thing I liked. I liked that. I was like, oh, okay, okay. I don't know how everybody knew the plan, but you know what? Okay. And we'll get to that later. But yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I no. guess Seven shouldn't they, they have done. They talked about it. But they talked I, about it. I, just that it did kill me. The get off my bridge is hilarious when you know that person like is literally getting off the bridge in the most violent way possible. Um, I didn't. I did enjoy that. Um, there was just there was a little shot that I really really liked. The opening of the episode where you open on space, and I thought Danae's gonna love this. Yeah, I I wrote it down absolutely because yeah. it's beautiful. It's really well thought out. The lighter, which it makes you think it's in space, but it's a reflection. They should get some anti glare on on that on that Shut window, up. but obviously they they haven't. And it was a great shot. Really loved it. Nice. I always love how we open the episodes. Yeah, um, and I've noticed that we open up on that like the or like yes. those little sounds. They're really yeah yeah. They're really often right at the start of the mm. episode to kind of like just drag you in, just give you a hit of endorphins so nice. to to begin with. But Before there's the this, slog. We're, we're backing through this window and it kind of warbles as if we've gone through their shields yes. or something. Yeah, and I yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, So I think it's your turn to pick one, actually. Um, Let's see. Some other things that I enjoyed. Uh, I mean, Worf, his banter was the lift <laughs> in humor that I needed. I just needed it sooner. I needed Worf sooner. Oh, yeah. That we needed, I think that we needed a, a lot, lot sooner. Uh, yeah, on that one. It's such a heavy episode. I mean, people are fucking straight up murdered in this episode. Um, but I I love when when Worf saves Deanna and Riker and and starts to like just express his adoration of Deanna. Yes. In the way that Worf does. Mm-hmm. It is so poetic and deep and it shows a side of wharf we haven't seen since i mean we haven't seen like maybe he was this he just expresses himself he's like i have counted the days like ocean waves like he goes into this super poetic thing and then it's like (laughs) it's it's juxtaposed with this humor moment where Riker is like are we being rescued or am i still being tortured here because he's listening to and Dina's loving it. It's just like, course. shut up. I want to hear this. Like, who wouldn't want to hear yeah. the return of their friend and how that person has missed her for very specific mm-hmm. reasons that impacted his life. And it's yeah. just such a short moment. 
but it's filled with humor. Mm -hmm. And then he also has this hilarious moment at the round table when he's like, <laughs> I have, I've murdered a lot of people since last I saw you. And I thought about sending you all their heads, but I was told that would be passive aggressive. And I just, like it's just we need Worf. Yeah. We need Worf in this episode. He's the and comic he relief. was a delight. I loved that. He really is. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I I think that's a. I hadn't thought about this, but if we'd have had that break in Vadik's um, monologuing and back and forthing between, will we kill the prisoners or to get Jack to the bridge? If we'd have had the momentum of Worf and Riker and Deanna on the ship escaping and working things just to build that momentum a little bit so we know something else is happening um yeah I think I think you could fix a little bit of that episode yeah let's so you know we we oftentimes think oh we've done it better like listen it's hard doing these things is is not it is it is a huge massive undertaking oh, it was easy for and us and to again, sit here and we're criticize watching it, yeah yeah we're watching the story that the writers and the director want to tell and this is clearly a story designed around the bad guys and needing to give them time like i thought that that i thought that vatic was getting a lot of screen time for some sort of redemption arc mm. but no like yeah that's what i was thinking maybe. literally yeah. just and doesn't even doesn't even serve to give jack any deeper information about who he is like they just wanted to give this character basically two full episodes of dialogue and that's okay that's their choice that's what they can do um but when I look at how I think about like, maybe I would have chewed this up better. Like you said, is if at the beginning Riker and Deanna have their moment, like start off the episode with Riker and Deanna having their conversation where we yeah. get to learn more, by the way, about it wasn't just Riker walking away because he was emotionless. Deanna, Deanna did some sketchy went shit into too. his brain to try to change shit. And he's like, Hey, I got to have my grief. And so this is like more information about their interpersonal drama that i i kind of i was there for i liked it um but if we had started off with them and wharf coming to save the day and rafi mm -hmm. coming to save the day and them finding more out about picard and then them taking over that ship and maybe like just some juxtaposition like but they can't communicate with the, the ship until data takes over yeah. so there's still that tension building of like when can riker and deanna and all of them like come on board I don't know. There's something that could have been a little bit more for me of a a, a lift in the mood. Mm -hmm. I I suppose. Yeah, but on the uh, on the Riker Deanna thing, the the positive I'll say is that there were some interesting themes being explored. Like there is this sudden man. Stop immediately going into negatives. It is sudden because like we the the story about Deanna dipping into Riker's subconscious and suppressing his grief to help him move on. It's just gone, blipped past so quick, they hug and make up. We don't get any time to kind of take that in and sit in that part of the story, which I have more context for, something I know about, way more context than anything Vadik is saying. Yeah. Um, but I do like the themes that they're exploring, which is they went to Nepenthe for uh, their son and leaving it is a bit of letting go in this, the, uh, this much explored theme of moving on and how do we move on and is leaving the planet disrespecting Thad's memory and are they ready to move on and be re-enter the the re-enter the I was gonna say the human race the galaxy race the civilization is probably civilization, a better word for it yeah. yeah and I love those themes I wish we'd spent more time doing that and exploring those two and what their marriage has been like and what they've suffered with and this is a great time for them to do it but I was convinced that that would be more of a a hinging point in this season 
but it's not it's it's brushed by really fast but in the positive side of it i i did like that exploration i like that we got them together and hashing some of this out just wish we'd seen a bit i think we needed i i honestly i like that they gave deanna a part in it because it kind of felt like it was them blaming Riker for just walking away or whatever but Riker had his reasons and i think that that was kind of nice to learn mm. which is the stereotypical man thing of moving on and bury your feelings so it is an interesting spin on it that Deanna was the one burying Riker's feelings for um for many him. reasons yeah. yeah for him and probably yeah. for her because she, that's all she could sense from him as well was his yeah. grief so she's doing and her own double and duty. everyone else's yes. yeah yeah I love that yeah that's clever because yeah. that's how Betazoids deal with grief is mm-hmm. we talk about us as people taking on other people's trauma and other people's emotions Imagine when you there is a physical element attached to that where you are literally flooded with those emotions. That's that's interesting. That's that's fascinating to me. Another thing I liked was obviously seeing everybody around the table. That was, yeah, that was my next how note am I not well. gonna like that? Of course. Um and that's like an easy one, but it leads to the conclusion that Deanna's like, it's time for me to meet your son. And then we have this really interesting scene of Deanna attempting to help jack to sort of open up and share and deanna is sort of like with him and all of a sudden side by side in his vision deanna is there and it's her hand that goes to the door i think that was her hand right that wasn't his i can't hand. remember but i think it was her hand yeah. i could be wrong about this so i'll just say this if it is her hand i think it's an interesting choice because she's saying we need to open the door and he's like i don't wanna mm-hmm. and then they're in his mind and rather than her like letting him get there, she is going to force him to open this door by doing it herself, which is what she was doing yeah, to Will. Yeah, really interesting. So it's kind of like this Deanna version that's not really timid and maybe not following some of the council rules, but more like in the interest of time, we're going to force this. And I wonder if it's intentional or if it's just unintentional, but I thought that it was a really interesting visual. I, I think so as well. And we do, the door is now more clearly a metaphor for what is locked away. This, either this creature being persona that is buried inside of Jack, some programming that's buried. The red door is a metaphor and the vines are trying to break out of it. So that's a lot clearer in this episode. Um, maybe not original, but it's, it's, I mean, it's not even original inside of TNG, but it, yeah, we, at least we kind of kind of know a little bit more about it. But yeah, it is interesting that Deanna is being used in this way. Yeah, it's nice to see her powers enter the ship and enter into something that's relevant. It's not like she senses the darkness and she can kind of give gravity in a way that no one really has been able to give gravity because even, you know, Beverly and Picard have a hard time understanding Jack when he's saying he sees dead people. I mean, uh, that he... <laughs> I can't see dead people. Yeah. I do like that she kind of specified that it's not that Jack is the darkness. It's just around him and he's dealing yes. with it. So Jack that isn't... That specificity was yeah, nice. Yeah, I really, really liked that. They didn't hang it on, we're going to have to kill Jack because he's evil. Deanna's like, no, it's not his fault, but there's something in there that we need to deal with. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the voice is kind of taking him over. So that might give us a little bit of a clue to get to the next episodes. Mm. But I'm just, you know, at this point, I'm watching it going, I- I'm just watching this to watch it. I yeah. I don't care what they do anymore. It's hard, <laughs> Which isn't is it? Bad. It's well, so bad. You, you leave me on the hook for so long. I start unhooking myself and wandering off to do something else. Um, yeah. Um, I have I have an overall thought about that that I'll that I'll save for later. Um, 
I um, want to quickly just talk in general how you felt about the villain standoff and the the lineup of the seen it so many times now the lineup of the hostages and I'll shoot one here's the countdown timer and Jack has to decide and Picard has to decide what they're gonna do and the Tavine of it all as well how did that hit you how did that sequence make you feel <sighs> this is hard because let me just say right now i this is so fucked up to say but i love how tavine was killed because oh, it was unexpected right like right you know there's this all this buildup happening and then vatic is like pink you know and like goes into the psychological warfare of somebody thinking they're going to you know die and then they don't die and then like a guy who's like, I have a son and is talking about all this emotion. Mm. And then Vatic is just like, oh, nope, we're going to kill Tavine. Yeah. So, so like that sucked. I mean, I don't want Tavine to die. Um, That's okay. You can tell it. We'll get her on the show. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't want Tavine to die. I just thought it was an interesting way to have her die mm. because she just instantly is gone. There's no moment to process it. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing. And I thought that that showed villainy in an interesting way. However, the scene in and of itself was very hard for me to watch because I didn't, the tension that they're attempting to build, I was just like, really? Yeah. You know, like, because it's like, we're gonna do a countdown and then we're gonna do this and then we're gonna do this. And it's Vatic just monologuing the entire time. And we spent the entire last episode with her monologuing. And it's like, I am not where I should be, where I'm on the edge of my seat. I am not on the edge of my seat. I am waiting mm. for something else to happen. And so it just felt like eating up the time um, yeah. in, instead of it, instead of me understanding, because we're seeing Vatic's plan here. And Riker even says like, oh, but Picard has him up against the wall. Doesn't, Picard doesn't no. seem to have anybody against any walls, you know, and our, our crew, our heroes, our stuff, our people, whatever plan we have is is the surprise. Like we don't know what they're doing until all of a sudden it's done in 10 seconds. And we don't have a time to process and go like, wow, they really cleverly put that. This episode isn't our crew taking back the ship. This episode is us watching Vatic do what Vatic does. And then quite suddenly the ship is ours again with our heroes. Yeah. But we did not have a part in understanding how we got there. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm missing that I love. And I might be the only person that does. And so this is a me thing, not not a everybody thing. I'm not speaking for the entire world of people watching Picard and liking it the way that it's delivered. It's just to me, it was like, yeah, I get it. She's bad. Yeah, I get it. She likes torturing the ship. She's been talking about this since the first time she was like, she's like, just give me Jack because I'm going to slowly pick you apart piece by piece, which she does in that way. But it's like it's it's hard. It's hard to be like, just kill everybody and be done with it. Yeah, but that's kind of where I was at. Mm -hmm. I no, for me Sorry. it's the no, I don't apologize. For me, it's the weakest part of the episode because, and maybe I just watch too much content. But we have seen this so, 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 so many times, and the the spin on Tavine where we differ, I think, is that that didn't work for me so much again because I've seen it so many times. We've seen it inside of Star Trek. They do it in Star Trek Three where you think someone's going to die, they suddenly turn and they shoot another hostage. Um, and for me, it is just the hostage situations in general are exhausting for me because you've got to find a way to make them interesting. And it tends to be interesting. Even the unexpected becomes expected and becomes predictable. It's like one of these are going to die. 
it's going to be somebody that's had enough time on screen to talk to. It's not going to probably... I thought that the fish lady, the green head, was going to die. But Tavine was... They were all the same character to me. We did get a little bit from each of them, but we had the same amount of character from each of them. So that they're all kind of interchangeable. And it just felt a bit cheap to me. It felt like we would benefit much more from keeping Tavine around and using her in content later than any impact I get from her dying now. I don't feel that impact. I haven't been with her enough. I think she's cool, but not enough to to hit me with any kind of oomph. And it was it's just exhausting. The back and forth between Jack and uh between Vadik and everyone. Just get to the bridge. I'm gonna shoot somebody. This is all yeah. your fault. You can prevent this. This is what I'm gonna do. It's a lot. It went on too long. We've seen it. It, it went on way too long. Yeah, um, we're milking it a bit. I mean, how much more impactful would it have been if she said 10 minutes and within the first one minute of seeing Vatic on that ship? So we have whatever whatever starts to show off, whether it's this or that. Like if if she actually straight up just kills somebody in the first minute, it's like, whoa, stakes are high. But this is monologue 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 build up build up build up build up then we cut back over we're cutting around we're cutting around come back and we're still doing the countdown and then it's like oh i guess we gotta get serious now it's like when are we not serious for me i'm i'm just like shoot one of them 60 seconds shoot one of them 60 seconds shoot one of them because the only reason she's doing the 10 minute thing is that we so that we don't run out of crew members there's no reason for okay. radic to be so kind I feel like we've forgotten the fact that she did murder a whole bunch of people in the hallway and was like having it aired over the bridge as if it was music. So yes, she did murder a ton of people yes, right correct. away. Yeah. That is true. And that was fucked up and it was mm -hmm. sad. So, but for some reason, that's not as impactful maybe as the bridge. I don't know. But no, I don't know. Because, it's because just, they're extras to me. Because they're extras. And that's fine to say because that's how the show is framing it. They're, they're unseen extras that we don't know about these ones matter because they have lines but yeah that's the that's the element of tv you can't get past okay i went negative there i'm sorry Wait, but. that's okay we're, we're processing a lot it's yeah. fine it's yeah. fine um i did like i did think that for a second that was going to be the guy because jack did that takeover moment which since we're still technically on the positives that mm. was pretty freaking cool we're that's seeing really jack cool. use his powers Yay! he like goes out and does like first person shooter perspective yeah down the hallway and we're seeing dead people and stabbed people and messed up people and then he he gets the his 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 uh body takeover gets shot and then whenever he does it again he goes to the bridge and he happens to and it's probably simple conveniently be in the guys right by the like the little console and then we have this like, little console beep 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 going on that was pretty mm. cool because i'm like oh my god it's gonna work but yeah. it does not work no nope, it does, does not, not work, work so. <laughs> it was never gonna work but i yeah. i like the attempt um i kind of do want to talk about um we do get a little bit more of the villain's plan and they they that they specifically want the diseased part of picard's brain because there's powers involved somehow, right? I don't know. I'm still well, isn't confused that what about Jack that. has? Like, I think whatever's going on is some kind of an ability that they have. Oh my God, are they gonna? Is Picard? Oh, hold on. I gotta. I oh, gotta, we gonna, hold on we gotta, save I gotta write down a prediction. Yeah, let's save. You're right. Let's save that for predictions. Anyhow, they want. Yeah, they want that part of the body for purposes, for reasons. Mm -hmm. And Jack's is active and alive, and Picard's is dead tissue. Yeah. But they still wanted to get the golem body. That's so they get be the it. golem body. They were already hunting Jack at the time, though. So I don't know why they I mean, need to. Both. I don't fucking know. So yes, we know more of the villain's plan, but really we have no American no, You're right. And also, like Vatic was like all about like, hey, you've got a nope, nope, sorry, I'm sitting. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sitting close. right now. We're really, sorry. really close. Look away, look away. Okay. I kind of I kind of respect 
And this is hard because I respect it, but I don't like it. This is why it's so tricky. I respect that they're addressing exactly what they're doing. So they talk about the data that wanted to die in season one. And Picard says, I know that the data I spoke to wanted to die and we let him go. And new data is I understand that. It's completely fine. He wanted to die. I want to live. It's fine for both things to happen. And that it's just like they're looking directly in the camera saying, it's okay. This is a different data, but it's the real data and it's the same enough. And you can still enjoy season one and enjoy this at the same time. I like that they know what they're doing. They know what they've done. They acknowledge it. And they're, they're, they're still saying that it's okay to like it. My battle is I still don't like it. It still feels dirty. It still feels wrong. And maybe that's okay. Maybe that's fine. But I am glad that they addressed it. And they didn't just ignore the data that chose to die with Picard um, in, in Data's mind. Part of Data's story is being used as a machine that's just unavoidable at this point. Part of Data's story is that when his best friends and his captain could have let him die and just be done they said nope because we need this guy to do this stuff and that's just part of data's story and it doesn't feel right to me but it's part of a story and i can't do anything about that now yeah and it is interesting that they decided to address it head on and just like you said face to camera as somebody who has run dungeons and dragons campaigns in the past and killed off characters that i thought oh i shouldn't have done that i need to figure out how to get this information to my team so that mm -hmm. they can make better decisions i know what it's like to write myself into a problem and then have to write myself out of that problem by doing creative things. I remember watching a campaign where the players killed off a character. And so that character was brought back as an undead character to give a little bit more exposition so that the, mm. so that, you know, the party had information. It feels very much like that. Like we killed off a character. We really need to come back. How can we make this make sense? And if they're going to have to do it, if that's what they really feel that they need to do to have that money shot of the OG team around the around the if that's what they want to do for whatever reasons, for nostalgia, for story purposes, for the future of the of, of the franchise, whatever their their decision making is, then I guess this is the best way to do it. And I can kind of see where I both respect it. And I also wish that they wouldn't. Have. It's so difficult, isn't it? Because it is. I would be sending the heck out of them if we didn't get the whole crew minus Tasha together. I, if we didn't have that moment in all three seasons of Picard, I would have been screaming and saying, what a missed opportunity. But and I think the problem lies in season one, doing what it did with the characters and not having enough of them together and losing data. So I, I think I'm on board with what we're doing in season three here. It's just, it's sad that it is at the expense of an ending for data that I kind of liked. But again, it is an answer to the criticism of season one it's just it's so interesting to see a show internally self-correct like this it's mm -hmm. i don't i can't think of another example where they've they haven't retconned they've just acknowledged it and changed it it's so interesting and i just i don't know i've that's something i will have to revisit and sit with a yeah. lot lot more it's um, all my positives is this new data lore character. I love though. it. And I think if we hadn't had data at all in season one, I would be loving this so much more. Yeah, this was a lot of fun for me to consider the possibilities of what this, because it's not data, it's data lore, or whatever we're going to call it. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a lot of options that were thrown up during the live chat that were hilarious, including mm -hmm. just the word door. <laughs> was door, which is really my favorite. fucking funny. Um <laughs> So whatever this new 
character, this new person sort of is, is a, it's data with emotion and humor and perspective and a human body that can crack its neck and feel pain and age. And that is not something that Data would have had in season one of Picard. So there is a part of me mm -hmm. that's like, so in season one, they said that Data always wanted to be human. And so death is the most human thing you can do. And now they're saying, well, the most human thing you could do is to actually have a full personality and yeah. a, an ailing body. So we're going to give Data this because that wasn't possible in season one, essentially. And so... I, I kind of like the idea of the data personality having a chance to play around in that universe of a human body and kind of have fun in that way. Um, yeah, and kind of explore that with that childlike, you know, curiosity. But is but, but Picard is probably not that show, though. We're not going to have data having a chance to do that for the next two episodes because this show is going to focus on Frontier Day. Like, unless they do. If they do, if they spend the next couple of episodes giving Data some really fun scenes yes. of exploring his human body, I will be super fucking happy about that. But if it's just a toss away thing and if it's just something that's supposed to make me feel better as a fan of Data <sighs> and wanting him to have a proper end, it's going to feel like it, like a cheat a little bit. <laughs> what would be incredible is if they foil the Frontier Day before the opening bum, 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 bum. And then we just have two standalone episodes of TNG. <laughs> oh my god, that'd just be two so great! Adventures. It would be the most TNG thing that they could possibly do. They just use the Titan, or they get an Enterprise, whatever, um, and they just have two episodes of adventures, and it has nothing to do with the rest of the season. That would be a huge swing. I would love it so much. <laughs> I would love it too, and that's the part that I do like about this data lore character. Data lore. Data lore. Sorry. <laughs> We don't know his name. You can change it to <laughs> we know data. It's not data. So I think that's pretty much the end of my positives, which uh, there are a lot more positives this episode than there were last episode. Agreed. So. Agreed. And there has to be like, the, uh, there is a lot more. <sighs> okay. Here's my big thought, because this is the tr good transition into scenes. This show has been hyper, super criticized for being all nostalgia and little story and no substance and not much in there for people that don't like TNG. I'm I'm struggling to see that as a criticism when no, da, da, her, of course that's what the show is. <laughs> I think the show is strongest when it's leaning into the, the nostalgia and when it's doing the references. The weakest parts are the story. The weakest parts are when we aren't doing that and we're focusing on this new thing that I'm feeling a little bit bogged down by now that the initial shine has rubbed off. This show sings when it is pulling from TNG and when it is doing a glory lap and unapologetically doing that it gets buried and weighted down when we have to focus too much on vadic the shrike and the what ifness of jack that's my big my big overall summary that i can't imagine is going to change in the next two episodes maybe it will but that's that's yeah. where i'm comfortably landing on this on this season well, I, th I think they're taking us and i'm a little bit of prediction i guess i think they're just taking us of picard saving starfleet and that's it yeah. you know and that he's going to deal with his crew so I really hope these it's next great. couple episodes just lean into that TNG yeah. feeling. The, the the overarching being hunted is essentially lifted, although the big bad is still out there somewhere. And maybe that is the looming character, the darkness that's mm. being... But like once that clears up, 
are they going to give us enough time with these characters to just like really fucking have a good time with them? I mean, in I terms so. of like story momentum and having a 10 episode so. arc, it feels like a no because that's not <laughs> how these arcs work. It's usually rushed in the last 10 minutes, but I'm ho I hope we're wrong. I hope we're wrong. It's it's fascinating and I can't wait. I am looking forward to watching this season again, but binging it 10 episodes back to back. This these 10 episode arcs need to be binged. I'm sorry. So, with that, let's head over to engineering for the sins. Battle stations, everyone. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV shows without sin, even our beloved Star Trek. Go for it, Danae. I have a full A4 page of sins. Oh, shit. Then why don't you start? I'm, I'm just going to do it in order that they came up, not like in terms of weightedness. So, Jordy, love his, love his soul. I was trying to avoid the word soul for some reason. Law can't control what he can't access. Duh! Wow! Really? Like, he just unplugs data law. And I was like, really? Like, come on, Jordy. Yeah. Then why did you plug him in, dipshit? <laughs> it just seemed like such a wow. Uh-huh. Also, like, how listen, is Bluetooth not better by this point? I'm going to just say it. One of my biggest sins is that LaForge is wasted in these episodes. He really is. Wasted. wasted. We have that they one have good chat. standing in a room right? with his with daughter angle. and That's his it. best friend. And he's just hanging out wasted. I, I Maybe it's going to kick into a different gear for me, but I'm like looking at these people who have been in Starfleet for a long time. You know what? You know what? We got to take we got to take a second back though. All of this is happening within minutes. So, him standing there feels like a long time for me, but in their reality, he hasn't been in that room for very long. It's just Yeah, but I guess I don't know. What? We're watching a TV show today. Like <laughs> it, it it might be like minutes for them, but it is an hour for us and we don't have a lot of opportunity left. So, it is fine for you to feel like he's wasted because he is. We aren't in reality right now. We are watching a spaceship. And it is fine to make it fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he is uh, wasted. Great chat between him and Data at the end. But other than that, yeah, wasted. Um, so Deanna, <laughs> I just took issue with a lot of lines that people said this episode. Deanna is like with Riker, wiping, <laughs> wiping his wound. And it's just like, stay still. I'm trying to keep it clean. With a dirty sleeve. <laughs> really? Just spat on her sleeve and is like trying to wipe an open wound yeah that's amazing yeah i mean it was indicated that deanna was tortured but she didn't seem very tortured to me mentally i Ment think i think she was mentally tortured but yes by being around Riker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah your turn so data has this really great line at the end how does what what does he call vatic let me see if i can find it because i think i wrote it down oh oh monologuing protoplasm yes i i mean whew. I don't know how I would go about sending the monologuing. Mm -hmm. If we were going to send the series, because we would have sent it last time too. So maybe when we got to the end, we would just say like data says it best. And then just, mo you know, monologuing protoplasm. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I would have to send her like it was just so much, but we've already talked about it. So I just that was one of the. the they hang a lantern on it like so many times they know exactly what they're doing so it just makes me wonder do you think that makes it okay because if your characters are bored imagine how we feel <laughs> okay so jack decides to take control of one of the people 
I'm not sure why he didn't try to take control of one of the changelings, like one of the minions. Because they have free gonna, movement around the bridge. I'm going to sin that if he did that, it would reveal more of the mystery of who Jack is. Because I'm assuming that as soon as he takes over a changeling, something is going to happen. Interesting. Okay. Okay, cool. I feel like, would that mean that they would then absorb the powers into their abilities? Like, would they evolve because they it, now have yeah. access to something? I, I think that's part of the great plan. And that is the sin, because there's, there's no reason he should know that. And I just no, he shouldn't, and he should try to take over a bad guy and that has the weapons. Because also, it's way less risky, like than taking control of a hostage who you are now putting at risk if they get caught non-consensually. I know mm -hmm. we're gonna go with the I'm Starfleet, so it's fine, but still, you you are putting putting that person at risk. There's also the convenience of how did he know that that person was standing in the right place as well. And yeah. it was convenient that they even were standing in the right place. The only reason that that could potentially make sense and be maybe a little bit argumentative is that we saw him free floating before he took over oh, a no, body, you're right. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he maybe does do a free he can float. like free float and he's yeah. like, I, I choose you because you're by a console. Yeah. So that's maybe fair. that was purposeful, but it certainly was convenient. Yeah, that's fair. Your turn, Ambassador. Uh, I was a little bit annoyed a, a little bit and this is just silliness and it's just a Danae thing but like Riker and Troy they've they're clearly in the part of their relationship that's like I love you but you annoy me I'm still happy to be around you <laughs> but I definitely do things differently now and I'm not there yet I as a fan have not seen enough but they've told me that they're on like the 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 the, the, the they're on their bicker phase, but then seeing the bicker phase is like, okay, mom and dad are bickering yeah. and it's making mm -hmm. me uncomfortable. The old people are old and they're arguing. Because he like sweetly calls her Mzadi and she's just like, you know what? I fucking should have never taught you that <laughs> goddamn word, you piece of shit husband. You use it that, too much. She, okay, she, yeah. she doesn't say she it quite like it. that. Marina but then Sirtis she calls him Yinturu or something. Yeah. And I didn't catch what that was. Did it mean baby? A baby of um, enormous size, I think. Baby so he's of like great being size. a big baby. Yeah, okay. a big baby. Yeah. Uh huh. Which, uh -huh. let's just be re real. Maybe the sin here is that she would have never called him in tour and there's a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. That's just absolutely a happened nice by joke. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this one's argumentative or not, but something didn't sit right with how Shaw uh, reacted to his crew getting killed and shaw yeah so yeah seven jumps in and is like you get your dirty hands off of them and shaw's just like you can't do anything stop it i am i am i being am i being stupid am i being cliche for thinking that he would have stepped forward and said take me first like if you're gonna shoot someone me first then the crew I think because of the chaoticness of Shaw, I'm not really sure what to expect with him as a captain. Because exactly. So, it does seem he's a bit wishy-washy, but I also don't know enough about him to go, does he, because sometimes it's just like, I don't fucking care. You know yeah. what? The ship's blowing up. This is a good day for me because we're dying. Like when they were going down into the nebula, he's like, well, looks like you fucked up my ship. I'm happy to go. This is this is the end. Peace. I'm high on so, the, whatever the painkiller is. He's clearly just like, concussed maybe yeah you know? from what i know about starfleet captains maybe i'm just too used to that it's take me first if anybody dies it's me then my crew and maybe i just don't know shaw's character enough maybe that's not him it just it seemed it just seemed off it seemed odd to me yeah so, yeah i wanted he, to i wanted to but i'm not sure out. how to yeah yeah um 
would would we just jokingly send the fact that uh Deanna was like totally trolling Riker about sleeping with a changeling or <laughs> yeah, but it made me laugh. It did make it, me laugh. It did. Cause she said good in bed, bad at pizza, and he said just like me. And maybe the sin there is just things that you should never admit. Yes. I don't know, <laughs> I I don't know if like... she actually did have sex with the changeling or not. That was a little bit up in the air on that one. But I kind of liked that it was casual. <laughs> she did quickly say, no, I knew who they were straight away. Um, but it was, had, it was a great yeah. line. Uh, I kind of wanted to, like Riker to flip it. Just like, oh, so the exact opposite of me. That's how you could tell. Because <laughs> I'm shit in bed but good at pizza. Yeah. Um, here's a more dour one. This is linked to how um i had a confusion with data how they how they handled the data stuff in season one and how they're fixing it stroke remedying it in this season my goodness did they shit on nepenthe and that felt personal like shitting on how the house was built the the nature of it all the The wildlife the pizza the because you know what they say about a woodpecker the more the 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 thing that's worse than than a one-headed a woodpecker a two-headed woodpecker (laughs) it just it felt really personal to we hate everything about season one including that shitty planet i loved nepenthe nepenthe was one of the best episodes of the season it just it felt so specifically personal to whoever came up with nepenthe it just felt a bit gross yeah it, it i don't know what i didn't like about it but because but but at the same time you do have situations where you're just doing something and you miss something else and you need to change this is clearly them going i really want to change i i want to get out of the hippie place and i want to go back into the mm. city that and I then get. you just know that they're going to turn yeah. into the old people that once they get to the city they just want to go back i want to go place. back to the farm <laughs> yeah traffic in the city sucks uh-huh oh it's amazing um sydney describes in great detail the one thing that we need to save the ship which of course is the one thing we already have on the ship just ignorantly describing data and and just like <laughs> yeah cool that's exactly what we need head turn it's he's right there we we have him we have him in engineering and you know we have him in engineering and it's just it's a classic cliche of describing the one thing that we need and then smash cut to the thing that we need being there yeah i don't know how to to send this exactly but this episode had a lot of picard and beverly pulling jack back from going to the bridge and then quite suddenly they're like well we have data lore so we're gonna go do that and while we do that and he's like i got a plan and he kind of like just jumps out of the room and then he has this orb that turns into something that he has a plan with later and can kind of coordinate orb. yeah like he and and even data lore is like uh now jack like as if they had had a conversation yeah, data about the plan yet. so so clearly there was a plan that was communicated to picard and beverly that that they then gave to data lore and we didn't see any of that which i didn't like but they go from they being beverly and picard go from like you cannot go to the bridge you cannot do that you can't give yourself up to you know what we're gonna flip on data lore it's all gonna be fine so why don't you just go do whatever you want to do and then he just like goes to the bridge the one place that they've been really freaked out for him to go so they have such confidence in their plan and i i don't know how i would go about that but i thought that that was like just one of those really convenient things where it's like no 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 you can't do this and they're trying to build this tension of course but we've already got so much yeah. other tension that i'm in like tension overload so i'm not feeling tension anymore i'm just like well, why are you letting him suddenly go do the thing that you said that you didn't want him to do 
I don't know. That bothered me. It kind of shits on Tavine dying as well, because there is no new information here. This is all information that they had from minute one. Um, they could have put these pieces together earlier and saved a life. And that's what stung for me a little bit. That's why I was like, there's no there's no big change here that that means you couldn't have arrived at this decision sooner. It's it's I it's not like they didn't believe that Vadic was gonna kill someone. It wasn't like they were calling her bluff. So yeah, it's it yeah, that was um tension building for the sake of tension building. Yeah, and they've already been doing a lot of it, which Yeah. Too much stacked up on top of itself to me, just sort of for overloads. Sure. So Geordie says Data's ethical subroutines don't allow him to take a life ever. That seemed way off base to me. We've seen him kill people. I, yeah. I that seems so strange to me. We've seen yeah. that happen. Wouldn't it be interesting if we had the uh, ability to be like, oh, you mean so this doesn't count? And then like a flash of him doing of it on another TNG show. And then, or, oh this one, or this one, or this one, or this one. And it's just like going back to the catalog of or how many times. that he's killed. Uh, like, mm. he's fired phases. Does that mean he's commanded a ship? Like, it's such a such a odd sentence that I was like, I must be missing something here for the for them to have written Geordie to say this. It's like, that's so off base. I get morally he doesn't kill people, but there's... He has done that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's very, very, it was very odd to me. Your turn? Um, maybe like the part where Deanna and Riker are finally having their like come to conversation and she's like, I forgot that you can't skip to the end of healing. And then, then they just hug, yeah. essentially <laughs> skipping to the end of healing. Yes. I was like, wait, aren't you just, wait, like, well, is that what we're doing sentences. right now? We're just yeah. skipping to the end of the healing now. Yeah. But maybe they, I don't know. I think it'd be kind of a fun thing to, to just oh, be like, man. and now that we've hugged, everything is done. That could end. be our new skip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just hug. I was like, we're done. Done with the emotions now. Mm-hmm. Um, this was really dumb. Worf, Riker, and Danae. Danae. Worf, yeah, Riker, and yeah, Deanna. Yeah, Let's Woo! go. Walk into the Shrike's engineering section or whatever it is. And Worf was like, Raffaella. And she says, it's still me. Don't worry. I have that down like, too. Oh, I uh, believe is that you all then? we need now? Done. It's still me. Worf has peace. <laughs> Worf has voice recognition. It's some bullshit. Don't even ask the question if that's going to be the answer you accept. I, it, that's so weird. Like that so was weird. so weird. Like there's not even a moment where he asks her to solve something that only they would know. Yeah. Yep. And if that is their and, and the sin is if that is their code, don't worry, it's me. That's the worst code. The worst ever. Yeah. Worst code ever. <laughs> Okay, Sucks. so the code to tell me that you are who you say you are, or is, is is this phrase? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, how does Rafi know that the three of them aren't changelings? <sighs> anyway, that's the problem with with shapeshifters. Um, I I do have to say that uh, at this moment, I get to the part of my notes as I'm going through where I kind of wrote down <laughs> Worf as he saw Deanna. Deanna, I have counted the days since I last saw you, like waves in the ocean, constant and unending. I have thought of your telepathic gifts often. And he kind of has more that I didn't even get a mm-hmm, chance to yeah. write down, but it was so funny. And Riker's look and Deanna's like, no, 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 keep going. And Riker's like, because they have a really open relationship. Like Riker and Deanna are, they're like friends and they're yeah. lovers and they're together, but like they're still, <laughs> she just... <laughs> It's just such a funny scene, but I love that. Like waves in the ocean, constant and unending. I just thought that was really, really funny. But I mean, maybe we try to send it just to be clever, but that's not actually a sin. I just wrote it down. I was at that part I wanted to Wolf share. Wolf is not serenading me in this scene. 
That's the sense. Yeah. There you go. Uh, what's the difference between being on the bridge and being hostages compared to being in the conference room and still being hostages? I was like, let them go. Okay, we will let them go to a different prison cell. Where they can speak freely and come up with a plan, which is what they should have fucking been doing. Yes, it makes sense on no front. They are, they are no more free than if they were on the bridge. It doesn't make a dingleberry bit of sense. It well, doesn't make it doesn't a dingleberry matter. bit of sense. Ding. Ding. Um, yeah, I'm at my notes now. We're like, we're still saying the same thing about data lore. Data erases lore. The subroutines won't permit him to take a life. Blah, 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 blah. No backups. Okay, data, buckle in and uh, buckle up in there, buddy. And essentially, they're just torturing their friend. Like, essentially, they're just torturing their buddy. So we send it last episode. I'd send it again. Blah. Yeah. Um, I, we talked about it earlier, but I would sin. All Law needed was love. All he needs is love. Actually, love, he didn't need love. love. He needed all of Data's memories. memories. Yeah. yeah. A little bit saccharine, but we did that. So instead, isn't it handy that none of the bad guys Raffi was fighting had a phaser? Super handy. <laughs> Super duper super, handy. Super handy. We've seen them have guns in this episode. The and whole Ruffy's time. just like, knifey, knifey, stabby, knifey. The, the Why are you bringing knives began... to a phaser fight? Yeah. yeah Don't bring a mech exactly. to a phaser fight. Maybe we could send that she's bringing the percussion sounds to the symphony of gunfire from the beginning. Like, obviously, they needed to have just no music. Because, like, at the beginning... Mm. Vatic is killing everyone to gunfire as if it's like a music thing. Yeah. And now the guns are suddenly missing. Maybe they and ran the out only of that, sound right? is the sound of hand to hand combat. Ching, ching. <laughs> it was so jarring to me. I was like, I get that it's cool and rule of cool is always fun, but you gotta give me something here, guys. Like, gosh, you should be shot. Mm -hmm. I, I have I have one more, one more. Um, but feel free to to continue. Okay. Go on. Oh, my very last one is why was the Shrike suddenly so easy to blow up? There are still people on that ship. It, it wasn't empty. The shields nope. should still be up. There should be co defensive capabilities on there. I. It was just like torpedoes away, and I get it. But it's that acceleration of go, 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 go. If we'd had one less monologue, a lot of these jarring moments would have been remedied, I think. I would send Picard who has very little to do in these episodes anymore and it's yes. making me sad but i True. understand patrick stewart you're doing the thing that you got to do man and i respect you and i respect your character but it's still like we saw so little of him mm -hmm. and the most infuriating line potentially for me was after like when lore is taking over data and picard says there must be a way to stop it and i'm like laforge has spent two episodes explaining that there is no <laughs> way to stop it yeah. stop and in fact before doing this we are going there is no point of return mm -hmm. this is it we could lose him forever and picard's like thumbs up do it and then as soon as it starts he's like hold on a second is there another way and yeah. i'm just like dude you need the risks that's a writer's issue that's a that's a that's in the plot that's not a character issue even though picard is old he's yeah. golem brilliant it's not something I can blame on anything other than like, what, what, what are we doing here? What is that line? You've given him so few fucking lines. And one of them is this wishy-washy, can you save data thing? I was mm -hmm. really pissed at that. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't thought I was, of that, was but very you're right. angry. Very little Picard in Picard. That's a ding. 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 Um, anything else? Uh, I'm good. I think I've got everything. I think we've had a good discussion about that. I have one more, I think. Um, Vatic, who has been saying that she's going to be taking 
Jack to give to someone when he is in her presence seems to want to have more, you know, evil monologuing going mm-hmm. on. And she's like, I can help you. I can help you put these pieces together. The choice is yours. And I'm like, the fuck conversation are we having right now? You should be scooping up Jack yeah. and beaming off of the ship what does it matter if in consent? three seconds and be done with it because she has a higher being that she's answering to that she's terrified of. And suddenly she's like a, don't you want to know about the red door? Don't you want me to help you put the pieces together? You need to come with me willing. This is your choice, Jack. It's like, this isn't, what are, why are, no, <laughs> no, I it's not. I will be really mad if he ends up being a changeling because he had several lines where he was like, I'm not a changeling. Not, I know what I am. I'm not, I'm, I not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And if that's a really obvious misdirect, like I'll be, I'm sure it isn't. I'm sure there's something more to it, but it was very, 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 very insistent. Yeah, that was upsetting. Okay, do you want to do some predictions? Um, yes, I think so. Cool. I'm ready. With that, let's head to the captain's ready room for some predictions. Welcome to the captain's ready room where we hear our predictions for the rest of the, se- rest of the season and bask in our Q-like glory. If anything, we've previously predicted this come true. <laughs> We got the conference room. Prediction done. Tick off. We had so much wrong. At the beginning of this episode, we're like, okay, so this is what's going to happen this episode. Like, basically, none of what we said happened. Hey, no, happened I said standoff in space. That's what happened. Standoff in already, space the whole that, episode. That shouldn't count. That shouldn't count. It was the entire episode. It was the entire episode, and it was also last episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we also predicted that Vadik will kill somebody. Um, finally happened. <laughs> A character we know. A character that we know and love. I'm taking these predictions. I'm taking it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. okay. What was the prediction that you noted earlier? Because I don't have a lot um, to add. I don't have really anything big to add that we haven't already said. So if they're if they're trying to kind of present that Jack has this ability to go into another body and exist, I'm wondering if they're going to have Picard go into another body. Because mm. Picard would have the same abilities. Not in the Gollum body. But not in the Gollum body. Oh, <gasps> oh, oh. that's right. Because the Gollum body doesn't have the thingy. Doesn't have okay. the aromatic syndrome thing. So that's got to be the key. That's got Which means that Picard has been supernatural, super powerful, he, evolved whole, yeah. all along. All along. That's interesting. There's got to be something in that. I mean, so there is a creature, apparently, that Diana has said, and there's an ancient being that is locked inside Jack's mind. Not locked inside. Outside. Right. Talking to Yes. Yeah. So is it the Par Raves? It sounds more and more likely all of the time. Um... Is it Cisco? And it's actually a good guy that is just trying to break out. Um, there's something big coming through that door. They're dicks for not opening it, by the way. As if I'm not going to watch next week. As if, if the red door had been opened and I just went, yeah, I don't need to see the next two episodes. It's so, it's so, argh, cliffhangers, grrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
but I, I don't. I think they're going to deliberately ignore anything that happened in season two. There's lots and lots and lots of talk in the chat about some stuff that yeah. I think that we've talked about in predictions before about the mm-hmm. power pa rates, the bad guys, the bad changeling power. Yeah, the group. bad gods. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I still think it's something to do with that. Cause after listening to you talk about it and the red eyes and the darkness. So knowing that it's not in Jack, but that it's like able to talk to Jack through his powers maybe it's trying to use his powers to take over his body so i wouldn't be surprised like you said he opens the door the link is open in his mind to this external being that consumes his body and kind of uses his own powers as a reverse effect to take impact so that's kind of what i think is going to happen but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep yep i feel it um i would like it to be a good guy that's my prediction they're going to open the door no way and it's actually something positive nope I mean, I want to believe that, but based on what they've done the last few episodes, just browbeating us with like yeah. tension and pain and, and sadness. <laughs> like, it's you're like, right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Like what a way to just mm-hmm. sail into the happy ending of Picard if nothing but trauma after trauma after emergency situation <laughs> after emergency situation. Oh my goodness. I mean, when yeah. they said that they took that part of his brain, I was waiting for them to say they took the part of his brain that still had Borg nano stuff in it they said they took the part of the brain that had the disease in it so maybe the borg like trying to cure his disease and that created a mutated thing that has superpowers and it became something extra i mean but if it's a changeling who still doesn't like solids aren't the borg solids yeah but i mean they still team up with solids they still use them they're not beyond using them they use all of the dominion and, and whatever Okay, well, I think we. Uh, I wish we could just skip ahead and watch episode nine and just see what's going on, but alas, we can't. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap up, Ambassador? Um, no, I don't have any final thoughts. I will. I, as always, want to just say I do like what I'm watching. Yes. I find myself wishing different, but it's because I'm passionate about the characters. Mm-hmm. Watching this chance. season reminds me a bit of if, for example. Back in the the days when Lord of the Rings was being created, if they had decided that they wanted to make a television series that involved Peter Jackson's version of Galadriel and Aragorn and and our our beloved hobbits and Gandalfs, I would be doing the same thing where I'm watching new content with these characters that I love and I'm wanting to manipulate it for my own desires. And I hope that maybe upon another watch. I will have different perspectives, but yeah, I, I appreciate you guys letting us share in the moment. Yeah. Our positives and our negatives and our, and our gut reactions, because all in all, I'm loving season three, especially yes. compared to two and one. Yes. No, I agree. I am. I'm on board. There is way more positives than negatives. And I think see uh, episode nine and 10 could be the little cherry on top. I really hope so. I really, really hope so. Okay, with that, thank you everybody for listening and downloading each week. We love you so much. Hey, you know what? You could give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts, but specifically on Apple because they still dominate the market. And right now, we're not in a position to change that. But if you give us a rating on Apple, we will try to change that. (laughs) What a promise to make. Uh, I said try. I will promise to try. Promise to try. Are you going to be good today? I will promise to try to be good. But until then, leave us. Yes, do all of that things for us. That'll be amazing. If you want to join us live, you can join us on YouTube live on the CSPN uh, YouTube channel or on Twitch, uh, 12.30 each Friday. Until then, thank you for joining us. I'm Ian, and I think that your tastes in wine are pedestrian at best. And it's time for another demonstration of my impatience. (laughs) 
Live long and prosper. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Captain's Log. I've been waiting in the lobby of StreamYard for the ambassador for what feels like an eternity. But really, it's been four minutes. Thankfully, the respiters give me time to perfect my Shatner impression. And by perfect, I mean do the same impression I always do. I went a little bit Elvis. I don't know what that was. That was weird. I won't do that again. I probably will. <sighs> so how are you, internet? I guess it's still the internet, even though I'm just talking to a screen. Ah, here she is. Yay! Now I don't look like a crazy person. Actually, I still will. I always Yeah, wonder. you, you yeah. do, because hey. you're talking to yourself right now. Look at how reflective these glasses are. They are so reflective. It's so bad. You don't realize how good anti-reflection technology is until you don't have it. That's it's, wild. I, have, I haven't had reflective glasses since I started getting glasses. Yeah. This is the first time I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to do anything. Just give me glasses. I just want glasses. I changed my mind, though. I, I changed my mind, though. Like the deflectors, like, we don't need deflector shields. What I mean, what are we actually deflecting? Oh, no, the meteors, the space bugs. Um, the, the, the anti-reflection thing is so necessary it's kind of bullshit that they make you pay for it. They it should just be, hey, this happens. Oh, here's the worst part. It's uh-huh. six hundred dollars to add it. To but add I had it? A, but I had a fifty percent off coupon, so it would have been three hundred. And I was still like, you know what? I'm really trying to save money right now. Uh-huh. So I'll just say no and just have regular glasses. But now they have like this thing that says you have a thirty day guarantee if you don't like it. So I'm gonna call and be like, Okay, listen. Yes. Come on. I don't like it. What do I do? Do I spend three hundred more dollars so that for the next few years, in between this prescription and my next prescription, that I don't have a glare on my glasses? I think it's yes. I think it's that cost of living. It cost of living. That cost of. <laughs> I, I think that's worth it for the quality of life. That's the if, word I was thinking of. Tell me exactly how much money you wasted today. Oh, uh, t- does does buying a birthday cake for Iris count? No, that's not a. That I mean, that's subjective. Because the amount you spent on it may be deemed as wasteful, but it's all it's all relative. It all depends how much you love her. That's exactly how much you should spend on the on the cake. That's what I've heard as yeah, a person okay, without children. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, so if you spend like if you spent if you spend like ninety dollars, then that means you really really love her. Anything below ninety dollars probably means you don't care enough. Okay, then we're good. Cool. How much was the cake? Over $90. Oh, I care okay. For cool. I was kidding, Face- but that's fine. <laughs> $90? What is the cake made of? No, it really, it really isn't. I just wanted you to think that I loved my child. <laughs> Frosting? No, just or just cake. For the just English raw fans, cake. Icing. In fact, it's just batter. It's just batter? I'm not coming. You know how I feel about raw cake? I thought you were going to say, you know how I feel about batter specifically. <laughs> yes, batter. You know my viewpoints on batter. batter. We're not going to yeah. bring, bring it up here. I will not come to your six-year-old's birthday party because I, I will not be present where raw batter is there. If you don't show up for the birthday party that Iris personally invited you to, <laughs> you're going to hear about it. Yeah, 
I love that she invited you. And I'm like, kid, how the fuck do you think this is happening if your mum isn't invited? I just love that logic. It's like, you She's can like, come mom, too, you're, mom. you're also invited to my party. And I'm like, oh. Oh, good. I appreciate that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Can you hear the lawn care that is happening on the other side of this window? So while you were not in the room, yes, I could. <laughs> It was very so loud. loud. I was like, of so course, loud. this is the hour and a half period where they're going to be mowing. Of course it is. Um, but fortunately, um, it is It is not. It is not currently <laughs> order bubble. Bear with me. I have to go and get some chocolate. I'm sorry? I mean, are we leaving? Is that what we're doing right now? Should I go get coffee? Like, I, I brewed some... I Hi, everybody. Welcome to my version of Captain's Pod, where we're going to talk about Star Trek. Of course, we're going to talk about Star Trek. That's what we do on the show. But more importantly, here's just your PSA, a reminder of sorts, that the anti-glare for your glasses really is valuable. You want to see something random? Okay. Here is here's a pen I was given once. How awkward is this? Just writing with a... <laughs> wonder what Ian's going to think when he gets back. He's going to... Just take your time, Ian. Just take your uh-huh. time. Is that, you why are you it? showing me a dildo the hell is that god damn it <laughs> okay okay because this is what we do on live shows we 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 eat things so we have some Earl Grey chocolate oh lovingly, lovingly donated by jcd we also have some lovely new mexican chilies mm-hmm. donated by link mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now we're going to consume a some. chili do it do it i'm gonna do the do chocolate it. first chili no, you start with the chili, you ruin your tongue, then you go to the chocolate. Okay, here we go. <laughs> chili. <laughs> go on. You know what? We're just going to... Why does this make this really awkward? <laughs> I was playing this it This is my up, favorite. But it's not really... This is my favorite. <laughs> just watching someone struggle to open a jar is the best show we could possibly put together for you guys. I was yes, joking, but I actually yes, can't you can. you can, you can. You've got the grips tank of like a, a superhero... <laughs> you, you, you got it did you take off this the plastic yes okay that's good that's good i think it needs to go on something well yeah probably in something oh, no that's the medium jar i didn't get the hot one i'd be way funnier if i'd done the hot one okay there's a little bit of burn in the back of the throat okay i can get that now i can feel that <gasps> okay the medium one not very spicy i'm not gonna go and get the hot one okay <sighs> i give that a four out of 19 no i don't actually it's better than that 17 out of 19. I'm with you, Zink. I mean, it's just like, such an anticlimax. Like, it wasn't about, spicy you know at what? all. You know what? I'm just going to go get some coffee. Oh, this is going to be gross. I don't want to do this. Okay. Here we go. Here we go, everyone. I really don't want to do this. Oh, that, oh, that was the worst. That's terrible. Is it? Oh. <coughs> okay. That's not too bad. The chocolate completely overpowers the chili. Okay, I just put the chocolate with the chili, both at the same time. Don't know. And it was a bit anticlimactic again because it was. What is happening? It was still not spicy, and the chocolate just overpowered the chili. Um, but yeah, okay. I'm glad we did that. Personally, personally, I'm okay with changing the format of our show to just doing this. Yeah, but I'm gonna need to plan ahead for having my own crunchies food to eat as well. Yeah, just hmm. there are entire YouTube channels that mukbang. Let's just join them. Okay, should we actually do a do a do a show? Ask the man who's just eating his snacks. Yeah, 
You know oh, what? You know no. what? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we're just not going to do the show today. There's a whole story inside the wrapper. That you've ripped apart. I just ripped it open. They should tell you that shit. <laughs> Before you, like, I'm going to silence my phone. So quick question. Did yes. they tell you that on the front of the wrapper, but you just didn't actually read the wrapper? I mean, I haven't read that yet. So I'm maybe not... you should read that before you're like, they should do this. Because maybe they did do that and you okay. just weren't listening or reading. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't listening to the chocolate bar. Mm -hmm. El Grey, unroasted dark chocolate. Before ripping package, read our story on the inside. No, it doesn't. It doesn't say that. Notes of raw honey from Ugandan cacao. Un they put cow in this? Ha ha. Earl Grey layers of black tea and bergamot like an orange dreamsicle. A dash of vanilla bean adds a round floral finish. It doesn't. It tastes like dark chocolate. It tastes like dark chocolate after you've had green chili. Uh, we can't confirm that both aren't true. All right. I'm coming over. I'm just okay. going to leave this house. I'll be over <laughs> at your place in like give me 10 minutes. With a fresh I'll mouth. I'll walk down the floor, yeah. down to the, to the, to the studio floor. Yeah. I'll just walk onto your frame, grab the chocolate, leave, come back here. Mm -hmm, 10 mm -hmm. minutes later, oh, okay. in my space, I'll just vamp. I'll eat the chocolate. That's fine. It doesn't say anything about that. Um, ingredients, organic cacao beans, organic cane sugar, organic cacao butter, organic vanilla. But you have to put organic in front of everything. Everything is organic. Stop calling things organic. It doesn't make a difference. It just means you can charge more for it. That's my old man rant. That organic thing is the biggest crock of shit. Anyway, right, get off my lawn. I was meant to say this absolutely ages ago. You remember when um, the Titan has like the the no that was the the um, the Intrepid. Roe has flown the shuttle pod into the nacelle of the Intrepid, and yes. it's like it's pissed off, and it like it does that raise up thing where it kind of levels off with the Titan. And we said yes. how cool it was when it like it raises up. Yeah, it's like, yeah, now yeah. I'm mad. Terry was talking about that on uh, Terry Metalis was talking about that on Twitter. And because everyone was like, that shot is freaking awesome. And he said he specifically thought of it as a D&D &D thing and a dragon squaring off against an opponent that's just attacked it. And that's perfect. It looks like a dragon, like just kind of resetting its head you and did. then getting ready to attack. It's like, yes, you ah. fucking nerd. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. Nerd. Um, Polly says this changelings can exist in open space. We saw it and happen in Deep Space Nine. So Vatic going out like that was bullshit. Interesting. Yeah, but she's more fleshy. Oh, they're evolved. They're more fleshy. There was another scene oh, where it takes longer than that yeah. to die as well, but they're made of different polymers. So I don't know. Who knows? That wasn't the most egregious thing I found, but I can understand them dying in space. Uh, this was fun from Sarah earlier in the show that I really enjoyed. Sarah says, here's a fun thing. The Titan crew hasn't had a bite of food since Shaw was stabbing that space steak that they did. Oh, I have an answer for this. They're just beaming food into their bellies. <laughs> <laughs> the computer just randomly beams food into everyone at intervals. Link asks, can you block Betazoid from reading your mind? Certain species can, but not many. Like the Ferengi. Depending on the episode, you can't read their minds. Hmm. Here's a prediction. From JCD, random prediction that popped into my head. They find Harry Kim, and he somehow is the one person who the changelings aren't impersonating. <laughs> that would be on brand for Harry, wouldn't it? The one character that gets ignored. <sighs> Lloyd thinks that because Vatic smiled at Shaw, he's a changeling. Mm. It would explain Shaw's behavior. It would explain a lot. It would. I don't like it. Don't you do that to my Shaw. Don't you do it. I can see Danae doing it. Don't you manifest this. 
at some point it's totally possible because it means that the Shaw that came up in the lift was not our Shaw. Oh, interesting. You think it was that soon? Possible. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Yeah. That could still be a, a changing on board. Yeah. He's stuffed into no, a cabinet somewhere. No, that's not a bad prediction of all, at all, Lloydie. No, it's good. Happy birthday coming up to you, Sarah. Happy birthday, Birthday's on Sarah. Tuesday. And while I'm not excited about being so old, I do take the day off and stay home to watch four Yay! Star Trek movies every year. And I'm very excited. The question is, which four? Happy birthday to you. Which four episodes are you going to watch? Happy birthday to you. Would you like some Happy Earl Grey chocolate? Happy birthday to Sarah Superior. You'll have to come to Missouri. Happy birthday to, to you. Get it? I only was going to continue singing whenever it interrupted Ian. That's par for the course. Uh, by the way, she's watching the whale one and the three Kelvins because I like to be happy. <laughs> nice. Good answer. Star Trek trivia. What two actors have been in all three Seinfeld, Star Trek, and the Orville? Now. Well, let's give some time for the chat to respond because there's a delay. Fine. Ah. Are we just not talking? You, you're just eating? No, I thought we were waiting. Wow. wow. You weren't eating before we were waiting. We're such an old married couple. Yes, we are. Get off my lawn. Ah. Quit. You're big, baby. Okay, so Jeffrey Combs is both answers, says Josh Zero. Yeah, Jeffrey Combs has definitely been in all three. Um, Brent Spiner has been in Seinfeld and Star Trek. Rando Dave says Jason Alexander. I don't know who that is. Um, and Nick says, is it Brian George? Um, Brian? I don't know who that is. It's going to be an extra. Oh, Brian George. That's. I think he plays... Does he play Worf's? Yeah, he plays Worf's dad. That's a great answer. Yeah, that's a great answer, if true. Because he's definitely been in... He was in the season premiere of The Orville, and he's definitely been in Star Trek. I don't know about Seinfeld. Um, Catherine... Um, oh, uh, Kate Mulgrew has been in Seinfeld and Star Trek. I don't think she's been in The Orville. Marina Sirtis has been in Star... Marina Sirtis, hasn't she been in Seinfeld? I'm going to play some music because I don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to play one called Feeding the Ducks. Nice. Two actors. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Jeffrey Coombs and and the the other guy that that they just said, Brian George. Jason Alexander and Brian George is the answer. Yay! I was right. Hey, <laughs> I didn't guess look at that. Of them. I wasn't right. I wasn't right at all. No. I think my biggest sin of the episode is that it seems to exist. It seems to exist to retcon everything addressed in season one, and I yeah. didn't like season one either. But it's now a huge waste of time. It hurts. It really hurts yeah. how much they're pooping on it. I don't like it. It feels gross. Um. Right. Right. Cool. You have no fucking clue what's going on. I'm and someday, someone's gonna take over your job, and it's gonna be me, and then. It's going to be me not having a clue, and then you're going to take over, and it's just going to be the great cycle a, a, of amazing life. Amazing cycle of life. The circle of life. This is the part of the show where we re-engage ourselves. Oh, every, Ian, why every week why? on freaking autopilot? Why? So, with that, let's over to... <laughs> well, oh, gosh dang nabbit. Gosh dang nabbit. Hey, language, sir. Language. Language. Okay. We are a G-rated show. <laughs> we are not. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV is shit. Wow. Welcome to 10 Forward, the part of the show where we re-engage... No, no, no. <laughs> My turn. Welcome to the Captain's Ready Room, where we he... <laughs> where we are he... Oh, I... Hello. <laughs> 
Um, and yeah, until then, I believe that you're, you're, damn it. It's okay. We got time. You've got so much editing that. to do on this episode. So Can much editing. Make-